And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Adam. How's it going? Feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good myself. Um, we are deep into the heart of uh, football season. And guys, I just want to announce uh, here on the Purple No More Pride <laughs> podcast that next week we're going to be doing our quarterly awards. Okay, So I want you guys as fans to think of any categories you want us to add. But I want to have play of the year, um, best player, uh, worst player, uh, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, and uh, biggest and and best game. Okay, uh, so we're gonna go through those every quarter of the whole year. We're gonna pick those awards. If you have anything else that you guys would like to hear us debate, let us know. Um, but yeah, we're getting there. We're already through three weeks. Minnesota Vikings are 0 and three. Not exactly where we thought we would be. But sometimes when shit is hitting the fan, it's actually more fun to talk about sports or anything in life. Just to ask the people who talk about politics right now. Dude, also, I just need to interject quick and just tell you that this beer that we are drinking right now is my favorite beer that I've had in all of 2020. Wow, we're drinking uh, Prius Sour right now, so good job, Prius. Um, All right, so we're going to dive right into this game here, Minnesota versus Tennessee. Uh, Minnesota is now 0-2 at home after being dominant at home for years. Like No crowd is obviously a big factor in that, but also uh, the fact that they're just not a very good football team right now. They lose to the 3-0 and uh, Tennessee Titans, who went to the AFC Championship game, and again look very tricky, tough, and well-coached. Um, in this game, uh, I will say this. The Vikings are not going to make the playoffs. They're out. They're, they're pretty much eliminated unless they turn into a different team and win like... 11 of 13 and I at this point I just don't foresee that happening especially with their schedule over the next few weeks um so because of that um I was not upset to see them lose this game and I think losing uh covering the spread losing in a close game and having some of your young stars and established stars really shine in this game um at least made me excited that this season isn't going to be up for naught and that isn't going to be wasted and that really starts out with the emergence, or I guess the arrival, of Justin Jefferson. Dude, Justin Jefferson coming on the scene with a Randy Moss-esque, we'll call it his coming out debut, at U.S. Bank Stadium. Goes off for over 175 yards. Well, seven, seven, for, a se- seven for 175 and a touchdown. Yeah, which is dude just- was just absolutely electric. Um, we saw him on that bomb touchdown pass. He gritties his way into the end zone. The dude just reeks of superstar talent. And yeah, that made the the loss, which kind of officially knocks the Vikings out of the playoffs. Statistically, uh, it made it feel a lot easier to digest. And now my hope for the future, like you said, let's be in tight ball games. Let's lose 31-30 every week, and let's have Justin Jefferson just keep going off. Yeah, I loved it. And honestly, at this point, I mean, it's it's too early to say this. This is the overreaction of the week. But I saw so much from Justin Jefferson that I feel like he should just kind of be our number one receiver the rest of the way. And uh, Thielen always has made a better Robin than Batman anyways. Um, what's crazy is PFF right now put out their current top 10 receivers in the league based on their grades through three weeks. Number one was DeAndre Hopkins. Number two was, I don't even remember, uh, oh, uh, uh, Ridley from Atlanta. Number three was Justin Jefferson. And number four was Adam Thielen. Wow. 
So they think the Vikings' pass game is actually looking really good. So right now. our worries about wide receiver coming into the season, uh, wow, to have three and four in the PFF grades on an 0 and three team. On an 0 and three team says a lot. I still, I still say the the weakness on that offense. If you're going to look at playmakers, that number three spot is a pretty giant question mark. It's, um, we thought it could be Herb Smith. Right, but we don't use the tight end in this offense at all. We look like the freaking Green Bay Packers out there with the tight end, and uh, BC Johnson is just invisible. Did Dude, he play? Uh, I think he had a few snaps, but we also had Delvin Cook um, go off for 175 yards rushing. The Vikings are the first team. Okay, this is impressive. If you're a Vikings fan, sorry, if you're a Minnesota sports fan, okay, what do we always say? Epically good or biblically bad? Okay, yep, yep. we are the first team. To ever lose a regular season football game, having a running back rush for over 175 yards and a receiver at 175 yards in NFL history. <laughs> Let's give ourselves a round of applause for having yeah. the most absurd stat in a situation. If I told you that that was going to be the case before the game, you're throwing everything you got in your piggy bank on the Vikings to win that game. Absolutely. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook, still not really a part of the passing game. Two for 18, but he has adds 181 yards, a career high in rushing and a touchdown. He had a 39-yard touchdown run. I thought Delvin Cook looked electric in this game. Every time he touched the ball, he looked dangerous. He definitely outplayed Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry also had a massive day at 119 and two touchdowns. Um, this was a fun football game, and it really showed how bad our defense is and how banged up it is as well. Um, they are uh, not good on that side of the ball whatsoever. Um, uh, Anthony Harris getting his big franchise tag has taken a big step back thus far. Um, it's probably has something to do with the fact that our cornerbacks are just terrible. Um, no Anthony Barr isn't great with the linebackers. We're signing guys off the street, and they're actually playing in games. Um, the D-line is not what we thought it would be with no Daniel Hunter still, no Michael Pierce. Um, this defense isn't very good, and I just don't think it's going to get too much better. Dude, uh, also... For everyone in the at the draft time that was so upset that the Vikings didn't take Tyler Johnson, who's been a non-factor so far early, he's a little banged up in his NFL career, Antoine Winfield Jr. right now oh. is the number one ranked safety in football. I would have much rather preferred to have Winfield and get rid of Harris on that franchise tag, maybe even move him for something. I was hoping to move Harris for a second or a third and then use a second round pick to take Winfield, but nope. Um, yeah, so I thought Cousins was fine in this game. There was a stretch where he was literally on fire. Um, it was still a little inconsistent. Three touchdowns, two picks. Um, the pick, the first pick was not his fault. Because I think Justin Jefferson ran the wrong route, or they were just on a different page. Leading to an easy pick six that was called back because of a stupid play by Jadavion Clowney. And then he had to throw the ball up on 4th and 26 at the end of the game. It got picked off. So I don't really think the interceptions were on Cousins. But still, it was just an okay performance, I think, from him. He's been pretty underwhelming so far through uh, three games. Right. You can see that Kirk clearly doesn't trust his offensive line for anything. And he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket early. He has a lot of happy feet. He's eaten a lot of hits. He's facing pressure left and right. And when Cousins is facing any sort of pressure, it's kind of always been the knock on him. He doesn't move in the pocket well. He's, he's kind of a nervous statue back there. And whenever that's the case, bad things happen. I think for me, the two uh, deciding factors of this football game, the Dan Bailey missed field goal. Yep. And the awful what-the-fuck moment two-point conversion. 
where Cousins, it, it's it's almost like a bad handoff fake, and Cousins panics and throws it to the left side of the field mm-hmm. when receivers are moving right. We had Rudolph um, cutting across the middle. Not a good two-point conversion. We have those, and we come out of here as a winner. So, yeah. yeah you're either a winner or you just force Tennessee to go down on that last drive and score a touchdown. Um, either way, I just think that they, um, you know, they, they blew it with a couple little things, but that's okay because at this point, any wins we have, I think the rest of the year we're going to be a little annoyed. It'll be fun if we beat the Packers or the Bears or the Lions or something, but, you know, I'm not saying I want to go 0-16, but I would like to end up with an option to either get one of those quarterbacks or just, like, the best person at their position in the draft, you know? Yeah. Like, if you want to go build that defensive lineup, you could go get the best tackle in the draft or something, or if you want to get rid of a guy like Barr or Harrison Smith or anyone. You bring in a new cornerback, bring in Jamar. Give us some line help. What's his name? Jamar Chase. You want to bring him in to go with Jefferson. Like, go, go get the best offensive lineman in the draft or go get one of those three quarterbacks. You get up in that top eight, eight-ish range of the draft, and you should be nailing, like, a big-time piece right. for your franchise. So Kind of back in, like, 2006, kind of a similar-looking season so far. Vikings get that seventh pick in the draft. They draft Adrian Peterson. It changes the franchise for the next 10 years. That's kind of the the hope at this point is we're low enough in the draft where we're finally going to get an impact player who comes in. We can keep him on his rookie contract and just start rebuilding this thing back up. Yeah, and honestly, like, depending on how bad it goes, if Cousins doesn't have a good year, you know, maybe you bring in, uh, it probably won't be bad enough for Lawrence and maybe not even for Fields, but maybe you you draft the the Alexandria kid. Um, What's his name? Uh... Can't think of it now. Kid from NDSU, yep. Yeah, NDSU. Guy. Um, so here's my question for you. If the Vikings are Trey Lance. if the Vikings are transitioning to a rebuild, which it appears that way, is and we don't get Lance, we don't get Fields, and we don't get Lawrence, is Cousins and that contract something that we stick with in the rebuild, or are we looking just to dump Kirk for anything and just say, dude, why are we paying a quarterback this much money I think during a rebuild phase? I think that the only way that you could get rid of Cousins is if you had a rookie quarterback because you're going to eat so much dead money even if you trade him next year that you would have to have a guy in the rookie deal. That's the only way you could survive that. So I think Cousins is there for sure next year, and I'm not saying he's not even the starter, but if you're bad, it's an opportunity, and it would be so great to go get a guy like Justin Fields and like have him sit on the bench. But like I said, that's not likely, and uh, I would love to also be able to go get the – um, the, the kid from the left tackle from Oregon, you know, who like he's sitting out the season. People think he's like incredible tackle, you know, go out and get Jamar Chase from LSU and have another epic weapon, you know, go get, you know, a big time defensive player, add some piece to this team that is going to transform the team and have like a blue chipper. And so either can go get a quarterback or a blue chipper. And I think that's really exciting. And a team that just is going to need a little adjusting. I think there still is some real talent on this team. Um, you, you have some young guys like um, O'Neal and Bradbury on that O-line. You still have Irv Smith, even though we don't use him. You locked up Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson now. You have uh, uh, Daniel Hunter. You have Michael Pierce coming back. You have uh, uh, the guy, Unique Ngakwe. We have Eric Kendricks. You have all these young cornerbacks like you can imagine a scenario where a couple tweaks, a couple things go right, and you're a really good team again next year with a couple pieces added to it. So I am not too down on the Vikings right now. Um, I was down after game one, obviously, getting killed by the pack. 
I was down after game two, obviously getting killed by the Colts. And now there's no more hurting me. Right. You, this just, year. You, you just settle into the realism of the situation, and now we're just onto that accepting phase. Yeah. So let's jump into uh, quarter two of this pod, and that is our uh, NFL and Vikings news of the week. Uh, the big story, story number one, is that um, after the Vikings game, uh, I think like three players and five staff members of the Tennessee Titans tested positive for COVID 19. Since then, more players and more staff members have tested positive. Their game is now pushed back to later in the season um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Vikings have had to miss a day of practice and have their whole week kind of, um, you know, thrown on its on its head because of this. But so far, no one with the Vikings has tested positive. Yeah, that's good news. Um, the sketchy thing about this Titan situation is so they have a, the linebacker coach test positive on Friday. The Titans do not disclose this information, okay? The players, guys with COVID testing, if someone tests positive on Friday and you're around that individual, there's a good chance on Saturday that you're not testing positive. Mm -hmm. The players are not tested on game days on Sundays. They're tested Monday morning at the facility. So, I mean, the Titans in the situation, right, the NFL is probably involved somewhere behind the scenes, but... The Titans don't disclose this information. They show up on, on their Saturday tests as all negatives because they were recently exposed. And I don't know. I'm hoping that this isn't the the first domino to fall in maybe an expected COVID rise here come the fall. Um, I don't know. I think we're in for a wild ride here and see if we can get through this thing. Yeah. I mean, just when you look at this, what can happen to the NFL here? Um, I know they have plans in place, but it's going to make things, especially like the season when the playoffs start, fantasy football, all kinds of things are going to be a mess. Football, I don't think, is going to be for the football we know for the rest of the year. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how much they can delay things in the season. Because remember, they allowed teams to keep 16 guys in their practice squad, eight more players um, than they do in other years. So I think if this gets bad, what you're going to get is just a lot more practice squad players and guys who test negative are going to play, and these teams are just going to be shorthanded. Yeah, between the injuries and the COVID situation, we're in for a wild ride. I think this is going to be a pretty sloppy year of football, but that's okay. All right, injury news with the Vikings. We we found out the injury that Daniel Hunter has. It's a herniated disc in his neck. They don't believe it's going to keep him out for the year, but I think he'll be out for a few more right. I think it also weeks. depends on where we're at. I think that if we're 0-7 in the bye that they might just pull the plug. Right. And I think if we're like 3-4 and four and we won 3 out of 4 and we're playing really well, I think he is back. So I think it's dependent on that. Herniated disc is never great. No neck injuries are good. Also, Mike Hughes, I have this feeling Mike Hughes is going to be out for a while. Yeah, so Mike Hughes, uh, same neck injuries last year, ended up missing the season um, when that injury occurred. Re-injures his neck. He did not practice today. I think it's troublesome news for Mike Hughes, and I think we do see him end up on the IR soon. Um, other injury notes from today, besides the guys that we already know are out, Chris Boyd, who saw a lot of playing time last week, uh, limited today with a hamstring. Cam Dantzler, limited with a rib. Really hoping to get Cam back on Sunday. And finally, we had Uda with a finger, and he was also limited. So on that list... Um, obviously trying to get Cam Dantzler back as soon as possible. We're going to Houston with another tough quarterback matchup for us. Uh, I thought the corners played better. Um, 
They were playing against with no AJ. Yeah, they're Brown. fine. They were playing against. I mean, crackers. But again, hindsight twenty twenty, guys. But we came into the season with Holton Hill as our number one cornerback, and we were just cool with that. I know. We were like eleven and five, ten and six, playoffs. <laughs> Holton Hill, number one cornerback. Okay, you guys were so fast to push Xavier Rhodes out of Minnesota. Currently, right now, Xavier Rhodes, the number one ranked cornerback in pro on Pro Football Focus. And Holton Hill is the 99th ranked cornerback on Pro Football Focus. So, yeah. We're, we're a Pro Football Focus podcast. We're a Pro Football Focus stand team. Yeah, we really are. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess what I want to see, though, with the defense, if you're not going to be good, then I really want them just to play it out with these young guys. I want to see Hill, Dantzler, and um, Gladney just on the field learning every single play that they can possibly be out there. Um, you know, I just... I, they, they have to improve. This this team isn't going to be good in the long run unless a couple of these guys hit. So we really need that. Um, can you look up uh, injury report for the Texans? I can do that. Also, I heard some arguments made by uh, PA. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a huge PA guy. Uh, I've become uh, less of a PA guy over the past seven months in the pandemic. Yeah, PA, <laughs> PA like... Dude, I'm not. I'm not a person here who's telling. He's me, part of the whole Wabi clan. We gotta remember that. I know. I don't like Wabi. Wabi is. Well, he like, got fired. So Wabi is like a sketchy QAnon, yeah, freaking psycho. Um, I don't. Uh, you know, like I don't care. Uh, people can all believe what they like, and people can have whatever faith they want. But the the faith stuff, the Matt Burke friendship, the I don't know, the whole thing with PA is kind of wearing out me out. Now PA's take this week is that if the Texans had any integrity, they would cancel practice and then they would be on the same page as the Vikings because it's not the Vikings' fault that they can't practice. So the Texans should be the 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 good sports and also you know volunteer to not practice. Like get out of town. Yeah, uh, it's, it's also NFL. not the Texans' fault that the Vikings can't practice. Yeah, the Texans are like, dude, we're all trying to make a paycheck here, man. We don't care about you. We're trying to beat you guys, so we'll take every advantage we can get. Um, what do we got for Texans injuries? Uh, just a couple. It's a pretty long list. Just a couple uh, notable names here. Inside linebacker Zach Cunningham. He's limited with a groin. Uh, of course, Will Fuller is limited with a hamstring. I think that's he's just permanently on the injury report with a hamstring. Uh, Duke Johnson, the ankle, he's full back. And defensive tackle P.J. Hall with a groin is also limited. Uh, yeah, we talked kind of about it last week. This Texans team has been ran through the gauntlet <laughs> early in the season. They really have. About as tough as, as of a schedule as you can possibly get. They're a little bit banged up. The teams that they have played are a combined 8-1. and one. Uh, The undefeated Steelers. Right? The Steelers are undefeated. Right? Yep. 3-0. Uh, the Chiefs, the best team in the league, defending champs, 3-0. And the 2-1 Ravens, whose only loss is to the Chiefs. Um, that's who the Texans have played so far. So they're 0-3, um, but I think there's still a chance they're a pretty good team. Going to Texas with less time to, to, to practice will be tough, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, any other news that you can think of in the NFL? There's not I much. I think we're good. There's not much. So we're going to hop into it. Um, our segment, Pigskin Pick'em. Uh, we're going to dive right into these lines again. Guys, I don't even know what the games are, um, so play along with us. Don't look it up on your phone or anything. Just play along. You can guess the lines while we talk about it. I'm here in the games for the first time. You are too. Let's do this. Uh, last week, uh, our locks of the week, Eric had his upset special as, as the Bengals 
beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. That stinker ended in a tie, 23-23 in overtime. We won at betting, though, right? We won at betting. Won at betting, but the and game ended up... And my upset tie. pick of the week was the Lions traveling to, at the time, the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals. The Lions do come home in the victory, 26-23. Like always, we are on fire here at We're the Purple We're kind of killing it with our picks. Like, I feel like if you guys just bet what we said... Just bet what you, we say. You'd be winning. You'd be up money big time right now. All right, let's get it started. Uh, we are currently, guys, on a Thursday night game. Broncos are up by eight right now. I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game. What do you I think, think the Broncos are going to win this game because they're also playing the Jets. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Broncos on their third string cornerback. Jets at. Yeah, that's what I meant. The Jets at home right now throwing up a stinker per usual. All right, here we go. Noon games. We have the two and one Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Chicago Bears. I guess we do have a little bit of news there. Mitchell Trubisky benched finally for Nick Foles. Indianapolis traveling to Chicago is favored on the road by two and a half points. Oh, I don't like either of these teams. Um, Indianapolis is favored on the road. Yep. Um, I hate that uh, so much. I think the Bears should be favored by two and a half. I think this line is crazy. Um, both of these teams are pretenders. I am going to go with the Bears uh, at home. With the, with the two and a half points, which seems absurd to me. We will be in the fourth quarter. It'll be 27-10 Colts. That means the Bears win this game 28-27 at home <laughs> to get to 4-0. Moving on, we have the 1-2 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 0-2-1 Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals favored at home in this game by three points. Okay, um, both these teams stink. Um... When, when there's two bad teams and there's no home field advantage, I'm taking the points 100 out of 100 times. So I'm going to take Jacksonville in a, a game that's going to be fun in fantasy and not so fun on your eyes. This is my snooze fest game of the week. I am taking the Bengals to cover at home. Next, we have the 2-1 and one Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns turning it on, right? Week one, we were like, ooh, same old Browns. They have this vicious two-headed running back machine right now. They're just handing the ball off. Beckham, non-factor, doesn't matter. Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb just running all over the field. 2-1 and one Browns traveling to the 1-2 and two Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored at home by 4.5. I think this is a pretty good game. I like this game, but I also think the Cowboys are the better team here. Um, even if I don't love their coaching, I think that the... The Browns are a bit of pretenders. I think the Cowboys win this, and sadly, they get back to 2-2. Two and two. Cowboys win this game. Browns do cover the 4.5 points. I'm going to go with the points with the, with the Cowboys here. Next up, we have the 1-2 New Orleans Saints traveling to the 1-2 Detroit Lions. Saints favored on the road in this one by 4 points. Michael Thomas was practicing this week. Uh, not sure what we make of the Saints at this point. Ugh. I... This... These are some hard games to bet on. They're kind of locked into these lines. I think that the Saints are going to escape with a win and the Lions are going to cover. I'm going to I take the Lions here, I think. I'm taking the Saints on the road. And yeah, that's that. I don't know. I think two, both of these teams are a little bit of pretenders. Saints look a little bit washed up. They look washed up. Moving on, we have the impressive looking 3-0 Seattle Seahawks traveling to the 1-2 Miami Dolphins. Seattle favored on the road in this one by six and a half points. I like Seattle. Seattle's killing everybody right now. Wilson is only competing with Mahomes for the MVP. Um, I, I like Seattle here, even though it's a long, long, long trip. I like Seattle. I'm 
I'm having this one throwing a little bit of a stinker. Dolphins uh, do cover the six and a half point spread. So Seahawks to win, Dolphins to cover. Moving on, we have the one and two uh, Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're two and one right now. Tampa favored, of course, at home by seven points because they are every single week now. I hate the line. I'm going to go with the Chargers. They lose the game, but seven points for Tampa Bay is absurd. This is my no, upset. No, no Godwin. It's just a terrible, yep. terrible. Yep. This line. is my upset pick of the week. Uh, I love that Chargers defense. Uh, seven point spread every week now for the Buccaneers is ridiculous to me. I'm taking my Chargers in the upset pick of the week to win the ball game. Moving on, we have the two and one Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson looking a little shaky last week, traveling to the Washington football team. <laughs> they are 1-2 and two right now. Baltimore favored in this game by 14. <laughs> I hate this line. They're begging you not to bet on this game. I'm going to take a Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. Whoa. Um, 14 points. I would never put money on this ever in my life. Um, but I think the Redskins kind of suck. Every game, the Redskins hang in, which makes me feel a little worried. But every game, I think to myself, while the Redskins, why do I keep saying that? The Washington football team, the Pigskins, I always think they suck every time I watch them. This is going to be a we're pissed off game for Baltimore, and I think Baltimore whoops the Pigskins. Yeah, this is a Lamar Jackson, kind of a pissed off, chip on his shoulder Lamar Jackson. I just, if I'm betting on this game, I can't take any NFL team to cover a 14-point spread. So I'm taking the Ravens to win, but I'm throwing my money on Washington to cover. Um, next up, we have the 2-1 Arizona Cardinals looking for a bounce back. Traveling to the 1-2 Carolina Panthers. Arizona favored at this one by 3.5. Don't love this game. Mm. Jeez, this is a hard week. Um, I think I like Arizona to bounce back. Um, I think that the Lions are okay. I think that Carolina is still not a very great team. Um... I think I'm going to go with the I was just saying it because Carolina beat them last week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this game. I'm not liking this game to throw any money on. So Cardinals to win, take the points. It is what it is. All right, moving on. We have the first 305 game. We have the 0-3 New York Giants traveling to the 2-1 Rams. The Rams are favored in this game at home by 13 points. It's another trap line. Oh, trap line. I'm going with the Rams. I hate this Giants team. Yeah, I, they have nothing. They offer nothing. They're like ha hardly an NFL team. I think the Rams are pissed and they are going to kill them in this game. I think I like the, the Rams to win this thing like 37 to 10. Um, yeah, 13 point spread. I'm a man of my word. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking the Rams with the points in this. So I'll throw my money on the Giants. I see this game being like 27 to 14 in a little bit of an underwhelming game. Moving on, we have the game of the week, the 325 game. It's the 2-1 New England Patriots traveling to the 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City favored in this game by 7 points. I will take uh, the Patriots with plus 7 here. Um, I think the Chiefs are a buzzsaw, and I still think they, they uh, win this game, but I think that Belichick is just a, such a good coach, he keeps this thing close. Yeah, I think this is a value bet. I like the Chiefs to win, but the Patriots to cover that seven-point spread. We have three games left, not including the Minnesota Viking game. We have another 325. It's the 3-0 Buffalo Bills traveling to the 2-1 Las Vegas Raiders. 
Buffalo favored on the road in this game by three points. It's a fun matchup. This is my first upset pick. It's going to be the Raiders. Last time I picked the Raiders in my upset pick, they beat the Saints on Monday Night Football. This time they beat another one of the NFL's best teams. Josh Allen is great. People are claiming he's in the MVP category. He's not, um, but he is having a really nice year. Um, I think his luck runs out a little bit here, and it's to the John Gruden-led Oakland, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm taking Buffalo on the road in this game to cover the three-point spread. I thought the Raiders were a little bit exposed last week. Uh, Buffalo and Josh Allen, what a fun, exciting team, fun defense. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Bills on the road to cover. Moving on to our Sunday night game, we have the 0-2-1 Carson Wentz-led Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Nick Mullins-led 2-1 San Francisco 49ers. 49ers favored in this game at 7 points. I see some value. I love this value. I hate the Eagles. I hope they lose because I hate them, but I... I'm going to go with my second upset pick of the week. Not only are the Eagles going to cover, the Eagles are going to get their first win, beating Nick Mullins and the super banged-up 49ers. I know that they have the better coach, even though I think the Eagles are still a fine coach team. I like the Eagles to win this game. Dude, this game reeks of upset special. I'm also taking the Philadelphia Eagles in an upset pick in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football this week, we got a fun one. It's going to be a shootout. It's the 0-3, no luck Atlanta Falcons. They will do whatever it takes to lose a football game, and we can appreciate that as Minnesota sports fans. We can. Traveling to Green Bay, to the 3-0 Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind right now. Packers favored at home by 7.5. I also see some value here. See big-time value here. Guys, the Packers are going to win this game because the Packers are a good football team, and they're at home. Um... The only thing that could ruin this game is that you have a questionable Julio Jones, a questionable, um, uh, what's Ridley's first name? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, and a questionable Devonta Adams. Yeah, and Alan Lazard out for the year, it looks like. With yeah. what? He has a, a torn muscle. Uh, let me get some info. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. So, so in this, you're missing all the big weapons at receiver, which is an absolute bummer. Um, so I will say that I think that this game... Um, will be a little lacking in the firepower that it could have had, but damn, it's going to be Matt Ryan versus Aaron Rodgers, two guys that are going to sling it all over the field on Monday Night Football, which we love. And uh, because of this, I think that uh, the Falcons are going to do their thing. They're going to be winning at some point. They're going to keep this thing close. It's going to be a shootout. And in the end, they're going to crumble and fall because they have a bad coach. Dan Quinn sucks. He should have been fired after last year. They, hired, they kept him on because he won a bunch of meaningless games with a crappy team with a terrible record. Packers win the game. Falcons cover. Uh, dude, uh, Alan Lazard just had surgery today because he tore his abdominal muscle and he is most likely out for the season. Ooh. A guy that's kind of had a big breakout year for the Packers. Has had a big one. So if you have no Adams and no Lazard, that leaves them with Valdez Scantling, who's like the crappiest Dude, at receiver. this point then, it's a shootout. Guys, I'm drinking my favorite beer of 2020. That's right. I'm taking the third upset pick of the week because I love the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Green Bay and upsetting the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Wow. I, I hope that you are right, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Seven and a half points is absurd. Lots of crazy lines this week. I think Vegas is on drugs, or they just are trying to get people to have insane bets like we uh, yeah. were kind of thinking of all of those. So, yeah, all right. Uh, moving on, Minnesota Vikings at 
the Houston Texans. Let's let's go through the game real quick and a couple of things that we think will happen. One, I think that uh, the you're going to hear a lot about J.J. Watt. We hear all things about J.J. Watt and how dominant he is and how terrified we should his be. His new show on NBC and his brothers Man. and the Watt family. and J.J. Watt is like a third of the player he was before. Um, I think at this point he's way more talk and hype than he is uh, substance on the field. So I'm not very afraid of him. Um, I don't really think they have the weapons to really kill us. Um, I can imagine Will Fuller getting his. Um, if he plays. What's really going to happen here, though, is that uh, Watson is going to frustrate us all day. He's going to escape all the pressure all day. He's going to make a ton of great plays because he is an incredible player. Um, and I just think that the short week of practice, the uncertainty of COVID with the team, the shutting of the team facility, the travel to to Houston um, makes this a tough week for the Vikings. I think it's a, it's a very even game. I like Houston to win this on a last-second field goal, 27-24. Uh, to 24. Dude, Houston really trying to come in here and just own the state of Minnesota this week yeah. after the Astros yep. sweep the Twins because, of course, uh, Houston favored in this one by four points. So I like the Vikings with the points because I think it's a three-point game, um, but I do think that we lose. Uh, yeah, uh, I think this game looks similar to last week. Uh, we are really hoping for that close Vikings victory, which can only mean one thing. The Vikings travel to Houston and win as four-point dogs on the road because that's what we do in Minnesota. Yeah, when we want to lose, we win. When we want to win, we lose. We can never get it right. Just ask the Minnesota Wild. They've, they made an entire history of their team based yep. on it. Get us that 17th pick in the draft, baby. Yep, get, get us a 17. Give us a little bit of hope. Make it feel like we're always close and we don't need to overhaul things um, just so that we never overhaul things when we need to. Yeah. Um, so you're picking the Vikes. I'm picking the Vikes. We were not on the same page this week at all. No. We were the opposite. So you're going to have to pick who you're with this week. Um, we picked like all the opposites in the, yeah. these games. That's I'm exci- okay. I'm excited for more Justin Jefferson. I'm excited for more Delvin Cook. I'm excited to... Actually, I'm not excited for more Irv Smith because they've ruined that. Yep. Um, Aren't I'm you excited for some more like trick plays from Stefanski that are from like the eighties. Yes, dude. Like, maybe oh, the snap went over Cousins' head. Just kidding. It went to Delvin. Dude, Cook. maybe an end around again this week if an, we're lucky. An end around happened. Um, we saw it. Um, they tried like two screen passes, which didn't work at all. Um, I am gonna be like snarky while I watch this game, and I hope that it's entertaining. And I hope Justin Jefferson and Cam Dantzler and. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Ezra Cleveland, who will never play for the Vikings, it seems like. Um, do something this week. I want to see more of these young players. And uh, I do think we're getting close to fire sale time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, guys, I really hope you're still listening. It's going to be worth it because I'm unveiling a new segment okay. called the Purple Podcast Bets. Okay. I will be doing the bet this week. And my bet is I am challenging Gary Kubiak to not only run a trick play, but run a halfback pass. You know what? Just for our listeners, our loyal listeners, guys, I want even a wide receiver pass. A wide receiver pass. If this happens, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. I am going to take my ass to Home Depot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy one of those large tube lights like that Mm -hmm. used to be in every school. Okay. And you guys are going to watch Eric smash a tube light over my back. (laughs) Straight, like, backyard wrestling style tube light. Over my back. Okay, I'm going to make a bet, too. I'm going to make it up right on the fly, okay? Um, my bet is that a rookie, a rookie 
cornerback will have an interception. Okay, a rookie. <laughs> no, just I'm going to say a rookie will have an interception for the Vikings. That doesn't leave a lot of guys. If the rookie makes a pick, wait. If the rookie makes it or doesn't make it, do I have to do the bet? Dude, if the rookie has an interception, yeah. you're rewarding this with a bet. So, so, so you have to do it. If the rookie gets a pick, I will make, record myself making, and record myself attempting to eat all of the famous Elvis sandwich. Okay. Which is a carved out loaf of bread full of peanut butter and bacon <laughs> and maybe, I'm with this. maybe something else. I'm with this. I don't know. I will research the Elvis sandwich. I will make it. It's like a something gold sandwich. Like the golden treasure chest or yeah, something. Yeah, the... Elvis heart attack in a bathroom sandwich. I will have the art Elvis heart attack in a bathroom sandwich. I will make it. I will make a little Instagram video of myself making it, and then I will attempt to eat it. Yeah. And on on camera for you guys, if a rookie has yeah. a pick this week. Yeah. You guys really want to go listen to some basic ass Vikings podcasts? Eric's gonna get diabetes, okay? <laughs> and I'm gonna get stitches in my back. Because that's how much we care about our listeners. This is going to be like backyard wrestling. Yes. Like one of those fluorescent lights. Yes. I'm going to bash you with it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to bash him with a fluorescent light if this happens. Yeah. So we are looking We're for trying these... to do something different here. My favorite thing is that we did betting backwards here. Yeah. We... Because, dude, we're 0-3. <laughs> we're looking for some positivity here. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, that's pretty much all the time we have uh, this week. Um, please go back and listen to our other episodes. We had two other great Nordies podcast episodes. A quick sports cast, a great screencast. Go check those out. They've been up for a couple days. Um, Dude, but also, guys, please listen to the Nordies podcast and rate them with five stars. Five stars. Guys, we're getting close. We want to be official reviewers for, for Rotten Tomatoes. So. Dude, I know what you're thinking, guys. I have ADHD. You're like, oh, it's so much work. It's not a lot of work. We want Jimmy Channels to be an official Rotten Tomatoes reviewer, so you guys have to go on and vote this thing five stars. Go on to your podcast app. It's the purple app that you thought you deleted or you didn't even know you had. Dude, here you go. Then, special bet. Special bet. Yeah, yeah, okay. I believe we're 17 short. Something like that, yeah. Guys, if we get to 100. If we get to 100 by Sunday night, mm -hmm. I will not only bulb myself in the back an additional time, <laughs> but... I will also find online a Carolina ghost pepper, a reaper, and I will also eat that after I get hit in the back with a bulb if we get to 100 by Sunday night. Oh my gosh. Okay. So guys, you have to get us Spread there. the word. Dude, spread these people the should want to see this. They it, should really yeah. just spread this. I think... Okay. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> I really would like to get there, so help us out with that. Um, and yeah. Uh, also, if we get to... If we get to 100... And 50. Oh if God, we get to 150 <laughs> in the next um, week and a half, so not this Sunday, but the yeah, next Sunday, okay. it's, you know, whatever, middle of October-ish, I will go to Home Depot and yep. I will take out $300 from the bank yep. and I will buy the 12-foot skeleton and I'll put it in my front yard. Yes. The 12-foot skeleton in my front yard, I'll put like a Nordy's podcast thing on yeah. it. Yeah. For thing, you. This For thing, you guys. This thing derailed in the best way possible. Yes. This is Backyard Wrestling mixed with <laughs> podcast football talk. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to the Purple Podcast. podcast. Uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. And uh, also, don't don't worry, guys, because the Vikings are tanking for Trevor. Three, two, one. Justin. Justin. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs>